Hello, and you are listening to FP Cast, the official podcast for Fruitless Pursuits, where we bullshit about the week in pop culture. I'm Luke. I'm Jacinta. And this week, we are talking about... I was thinking of doing the dun 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 dun, but then like if it was too much pressure. Yeah, was I was under too much pressure, and I thought if I fucked it up and it was completely unrecognisable, then it's just like gone. So already, we're overthinking. We're overthinking. I was going to say you're putting the audience first, looking out for the listener, making their experience as pleasurable as possible. No, I just didn't want to look like an idiot. My main goal when I do this is to pleasure the audience. And if the audience wants to pleasure themselves while listening to this, I'm totally cool with that. If you are pleasuring yourself while listening to this, never, ever tell us. Ladies, if you're on a train, just put your handbag on your lap. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Fuck. It's a nice Sunday morning. <laughs> And you are a very naughty goose. Well, I'm overcompensating because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit uh, stir-crazy at the moment because, um, you know, you just recovered from surgery. Mm. I felt a little bit jealous. Mm. So uh, I have fractured my elbow. Old man Milton had a fall. I had a fall. I tripped over a chain. It's chalky bones. Uh, obviously uh, a chain that was left out as a, a trap by mm. um, some sort of ninja or Mad Max-esque warrior type like a road runner meep, meep. road runner yeah mm. yeah um it actually had painted a train tunnel on mm. the floor i mean I your, thought, fir- your first clue was acme was written yeah. on the, the chain yeah. i was like i didn't know um a train went uh <laughs> through the floor here <laughs> yeah uh, i was on my way home well thought, you, we weren't paying attention to be fair so a train I, may I, have been I going thought, through you the know floor. that's all right uh took a dive through the floor mm. um someone uh had done a Dick Van Dykean uh, chalk drawing mm. on the pavement, which I thought I could leap into mm-hmm. in a Mary Poppins fantasy situation. Mm-hmm. Turns out it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, portal closed just before that and uh, landed very hard on my wrist and elbow. I got a sprained wrist, got a, a fractured elbow. And so uh, Santa came early this year and my gift is uh, to be with one arm for the month of December. Hmm. So, um, not getting out much, uh, not, not being able to do the, the regular things, but I can talk. Uh, so... Oh, thank God. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, 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 uh, that's something. Actually thinking about, uh, Jay, uh, co-founder of Fruitless Pursuits, uh, Jay Tagmire, uh, not Jay Zinta, uh, suggested I do a limited run of, uh, a podcast mm. during this time. I might do a... a just something just on the website, not on, you know, don't get it on iTunes or anything. Mm. But maybe something called The Break, about mm-hmm. my break because of The Break. Mm-hmm. And what if, like, people just uh, on the forums just... Or it's just all about Point Break. Oh, it's and it's all about Point Break, yeah. Mm. Um, just submitted subjects. I'll just tackle them. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tackle the people that mm. suggest the subjects. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a far better story for how you broke your elbow, though, isn't it? Tackling listeners, tackling people. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. I did it tracking out on the on the on the playing footy. Hey, eh? fucking came down hard on it though. Hey, eh? that's all right. I fucking cracked a tinny afters, and I, I felt fucking butte, mate. Mm. Should have seen the other fella. Hey, eh? 
Yeah. Convincing. Yep. Sports yep. talk. Yeah. Sports. We talk about sports. So, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. But it, look, it is December. It's officially uh, Christmas season. That means you finally got to watch uh, yes. Netflix's Night with a K yes. before Christmas. Yeah, very, very exciting uh, day for me. A movie you've previously said was tailored by an algorithm, uh, especially <laughs> for you. Yeah. So that is a bonus. We'll be talking about that. We've both seen that. Uh, we saw Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we got to see that early. Not that it matters now, because it's available to everybody. Any dickhead can go and watch it now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I do advise that uh, if you're a dickhead out there, do go and watch it, because it was good. Uh, And we're also going to talk about Frozen 2, which we saw yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, That was a pretty telling noise, but sure. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Mm. Mm. And um, and maybe wrap up with a a little bit of Mando talk as well, (coughs) because... Mm. uh, I have some thoughts about the most recent uh, Mando, and my my thoughts uh, pretty much uh, hmm. come down to where's the beef? Ooh, there it is. Hmm. Oh, I'm s- still not sick of that joke, man. Will you stop showing like- how the joke sausage is made? <laughs> no, the joke. It's the first time for the listener. The joke sausage is is the how it's made, like smacking me with it about 20 times the day before and then going, hmm, that works. That's what we do on the show. Like, we've talked about... Fro- is, it, is it just like, you just like, if you just keep making the beef joke and then maybe like the 55th time I'll laugh at it's it? It's not is that, is for that- you! This <laughs> now, right now, is not for you. <laughs> Stop this fucking is, saying it to me This then, is dickhead. for the listener. <laughs> I'm pleasuring the listener. Uh-huh. Fuck me, I mean, we talked about Frozen 2 in the car on the way home. Are we going to start talking about it and you go, oh, not this again? No, but that's discussion. That's not a bad joke. I want it. It's not a bad joke. It's discussion. I'm generally got a beef craving. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to get there. Anyway, you're going to have to just deal with it. And I can't believe you would be like this. I've been totally tiny timed this Christmas. This this sling is my little man crutch. Yeah. So, you know, hey. Though I did, I mean, I offered you a great deal of sympathy when you first did it. <laughs> like, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't fucking do it then. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I did actually go straight from fracturing it because I didn't know I'd fractured it. I, I had a suspicion. And I was like, oh, you've just grazed it. <laughs> yeah, to the Knives Out screening. That's where I was going. So I sat through Knives Out with... Uh, <laughs> I did, well, I I did give you some Duravan. Yeah, that's true. More than, that's more true. than I would have normally um, offered. <laughs> yeah, with a fractured elbow. Uh, still haven't been on... Um, no one decided to prescribe me any painkillers, uh, which would be nice, because uh, it fucking hurts. Mm. But anyway... I mean, I've got some pretty good shit at home from my operation. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk to the doctor tomorrow. I've got another appointment. Uh, yeah, I, I got to see inside my arm. So that was good. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I can review that if you like. Uh, mm. It's a good arm, solid. Mm. Mm. You know, it's not it's not a particularly muscular arm, but uh, it, it does the <laughs> it job. It does the job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not very structurally sound. Uh, no, it does not the at the moment. It's yeah. not. Uh, but I would say uh, beauty is on the inside, and uh, this arm is beautiful both inside and out. So mm. yeah, and and thank you to the the um, tattoo artist that contributed to the outside part. And to um, God for the inside. 
fuck's sake. All right. Oh, why are we stalling so badly? Like, we we have shit to talk (laughs) about. We have three things to talk about. (laughs) No, come on. Because, again, it's not about you. It's for the listener. Uh, Knives Out. Mm. So, this is a Ryan Johnson uh, joint. Uh, this is a whodunit that he wrote and directed, his first film since Last Jedi. And I would say uh, pretty solid proof uh, for all the... Ryan Johnson... That this motherfucker can write and direct. Well, he's a talent. And uh, he's got a, he's put together a really great cast, has an interesting story. And it's a really fun, entertaining film with some uh, great performances. And it's it's engaging from beginning to end. Mm, I, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, I'm not usually into whodunit sort of movies because I feel like trying to keep one step ahead of the movie almost ruins the fun of it a little bit. And this very early on just says, you are never going to keep up with me. Just go with it. And I'm like, as soon as that sort of thing happened, I was like, oh, great. Like, let's just go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it absolutely does not go anywhere that I expected it to, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, definitely, I'd agree with that. And uh, great performance. Surprised that, um, obviously, Daniel Craig is the detective. Mm. Uh, so Benoit Blanc. A main ro- role in this, and um, just having a huge amount of fun mm. uh, with his character, and it's always great to see Daniel Craig just committing and totally immersed in something and looking like he's having a great time. In mm. fact, I think everybody in this film looks like they're really happy to be there, which is also I got the vibe you get from the cast of Last Jedi with the exception of uh, Mark Hamill, who um, is a great uh, spokesman for incels everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just looks like he's having a ball. And I'm surprised that Anna Diarmas is really the, the, the other lead mm. of the film. Uh, and a focal point. Um, but then you've got Chris Evans, you've got uh, Michael Shannon, uh, you've got Don Johnson, you've got mm. Tony Collette, you've got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, just a fantastic cast. Mm. You've got um, Perth's own Catherine Langford. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she's from Langford. She's from Langford, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, you know, that's that's how it works well, around here. It probably here. does. They probably named it after her just as soon as someone got some success. Yeah. Uh, looking at you, uh, Heath Ledger Theatre. Mm. I still think she'd be called the Batman Theatre. Why? Because he's also a popular character, Batman. But Heath Ledger's not a character. The Joker's a character. Yeah, but it's not called the Joker Theatre. Well. It's named after, you know, a famous person who... Tragically died. Played the Joker. And had his uh, very promising career cut short. And it's a it's a facility. It's a facility that allows the next generation to like go where he could not. Got an Oscar, didn't even show up. Yeah. He was otherwise engaged. Hmm. Bit under the weather. I mean ground. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Mm. Dark. Why? Why? Love Heath Ledger. Feel bad now. Uh, what a loss. Uh, all the good ones. Die young. Like, uh, but who didn't die young hmm. is the, the victim in Nice Out. Y- yes, yes. Played he- by a legendary older actor. Is it Christopher Plummer? Christopher Plummer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm going to second guess myself there. He won um, Oscar. Yeah. And he showed up. Yeah. 
Didn't he? Wasn't he the guy that took over when Kevin Spacey was in that movie and then they cut Kevin Spacey All out the of the movie? All the money in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It came and reshot that mm. uh, because uh, of Kevin Spacey's... Fiddling uh, with little boys. Busy. What were those little boys? He was... He was hurra- yeah. I don't know if he was fiddling with little boys. He, was, uh, Much littler than him. Alleged uh, sexual harassment. Mm. Misconduct. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of fiddling with little boys, did you see that news... Uh, like came out oh, yesterday with the, with the about mic- the child violinist. No, the <laughs> the Johnny, Johnny Depp is producing a movie about like Michael Jackson from the point of view of his fucking glove. Did you see that news? No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, just when you think that the world just cannot surprise you anymore, it just it does. It does, you know. Mm. Mm. I was watching um, some, I think it was like Bargain Hunt, mm-hmm. and the woman was like, "Oh, I love Johnny Depp. Ooh, make me unswap it all for Johnny Depp. I was oh. like, lady, he would beat the shit out of you. Yeah. I imagine that, well, given it's Bargain Hunt, the episode was probably about 10 years ago, right? No, no, I watched, I watched fucking Freshly Out of the Oven. Oh, Bargain shit. Bargain Hunt's no. still going. They haven't yeah. changed the format. Yeah, okay, no, you can't you can't still be on board the Johnny Depp train. No. Like, I also went to Singapore. They still had a Johnny Depp thing at Madame Tussauds, and it was like, oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Oh. You impose, uh, you know, they often have props. Yeah. Uh, this one had a, uh, a stick on black eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dark anyway, again. Anyway, Dark. Knives Out was like pretty good. I mean, like you can't. It's pretty good, eh? Knives Out. You can't say much about it because we don't want to spoil. Yeah, you don't don't want to spoil any of it. So no. other than it is good, go yeah. and see it. Yeah, go and see it. There's not much else we can say, to be honest. Go support it. It's uh, it's a cracker. Mm. It's a Christmas cracker. It's the first Christmas cracker of the year. Crack it open. Surprise inside. Can't tell you what the surprise is, but buy Jingo. Mm. <laughs> You'll uh. Mm. You'll love uh, getting it, <laughs> and you'll love thinking about it afterwards. It'll leave a uh, pleasant aftertaste. Yeah. Now you see. Now you know I was stalling because we like we just reviewed that movie in like thirty seconds. Yeah. Well. See. You know, it's not our fault. It's the movie's fault. Okay. Great. Great. So. Uh, <laughs> I gave it four stars. It was good. Good movie. I gave it four stars too. Mm, there you go. That's out of five. I gave. It four. Oh yeah, not like four out of ten. No. No. I mean, we are like you know, I can be a hard marker, but. Yeah. Not quite that not that bad. Uh then yesterday we saw Frozen 2 mm. because uh the market demanded Frozen 2. Frozen made so much money that uh Disney had to crack out a second one. And now when Disney does this often, especially when they, they oh, I guess they didn't do it straight away with Frozen 2. It's to been be a fair. while, yeah. Yeah. Because normally when they sort of go, oh, you know, sequel, you hear, like, Alice Through the Looking Glass, Maleficent, you know, they're the, the, mm. they're the ones that people don't tend to like. And I know the reception to this has been, uh, I think it's making a shitload of money, but... Uh, yeah, of course it will. I don't think people are as enchanted by it. Mm. No, I didn't love the first one anyway. No, neither did I particularly. Like, I enjoyed it enough, but it's not something that struck me in the way that, like, Moana did. Or Zootopia. Like, or, yeah, or any of A lot of, of better stuff afterwards. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. Though, you know, it was a musical. It hit its target. It, yeah. it, it, it was exactly sort of pitched where it needed to be mm. uh, as a musical and as the songs and as a, a 
cultural milestone at the time. Hmm. I also think it was kind of the end, in a way, of the Disney era because um, this was when Disney first started to, I think, visibly... Like, this was the last movie where people said, hey, all your characters look the same. There are all these, like, mm. white ladies that look the exact same and mm. all their faces are the same. Mm. And then later, uh, after that, you see a lot more diverse sizes and shapes and um, ethnicities and, and movies like Moana and Coco and, mm. you know, lots more variants. So I certainly was struck by that when it started. You're like, oh, this is, like, the white people movie. Mm. And... Um, it's exactly what you'd expect from, like, a white person movie. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. But I, I think for this movie, for me, it's... Uh, I know I was certainly entertained enough. Like, don't mm. get me wrong. I wouldn't be in a rush to see it again. But um, I enjoyed it really just for the craft because it, it's a very polished movie. Like, it's so rich and detailed and the environments are so amazing. And when you compare it to, like, sitting through a trailer for something like um, Will Smith is a Pigeon movie or <laughs> yeah. something like, or, you know, what was that, Abominable or, Abominable oh, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. You know, this is just top of the range, mm. beautiful-looking animation. Uh, but it, it, for me, it's just a story. It's a film that is all dressed up with nowhere to go. Like, the mm. songs are decent enough. But story-wise, there's just nothing really there. I, I think it feels calculated um, in the sense that it's got horses and dresses and costume cute, changes cute and, and things. And, you know, mm. it's it's aiming for that market. And, I mean, fair enough. We had mm. a lot of uh, young girls in the, um, yeah, the theatre when we went and saw it. And if, if they're enjoying it, then that's great. But yeah, it definitely felt to me like... It was for the little, little girls who liked Frozen the first time that they're however many years older now. Because it was quite a bit darker. Like, there's a lot of, like, discussing of permanence and death and um, all of that sort of thing, which is not quite what I was expecting in the film. Yeah. Um, and I would say that, and for the most part, I did enjoy it more than the first one, but I don't have, like, a significant kind of connection to the first one at all. Uh, I don't think the songs were as good as the first one, even though they were solid. Uh, but it just, it looked amazing. Like, there's that whole, there's a section in the water that you do see in the trailer that that entire sequence is just great. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, it felt like a Eurovision movie. Some Eurovision performances in there. Mm-hmm. I was going to sort of um, nitpick it a little bit more. I, I feel like one of its failings, just as a sort of setup, and no spoilers, I'm sort of going into the, the, the premise and the, and the setup. You know, it has that sequel baggage where it feels like it has to include all the characters and give them all a lot of time. Mm. Whereas, really, I would have been happy to see, you know, at focus on the sisters and perhaps, and Christoph and some new characters, but keep everything else in the periphery. I mean, you look at a character like Olaf. And you go, okay, in the first one, his creation is part of the story. You know, he mm. kind of ends up being a part of the adventure because of his creation. And But when this one starts and he's kind of like living with them, like they're in a, all in a sitcom and he's sitting on the couch in their castle, mm. it's like, uh, wait, hang on, why? Yeah. You know, like, and in the same way they show Sven, like, sitting in the on the couch in the castle. Like, you know, it's like this sitcom where starring a two girls, a guy, a reindeer and a snowman. Mm. And you just think, I, I would have much preferred 
rather than indulge that aspect that when they first go out on the sled, for example, that that's the reveal of Sven, where you go, oh, Sven's back, great, I love Sven, and here he mm. is, um, and he's here because they need a reindeer and they need him to be part of this journey, mm. and, and then he becomes involved, you know, but it instead it sort of sets up this kind of domestic life where they all live together, and mm. uh, and Olaf shits me. I don't like Olaf. No, like, he's but the thing dickhead. is, like, most adults do not like Olaf, but as evidenced by our screening yesterday, little kids fucking love Olaf. Yeah. There was just, just screams of laughter yesterday, though I did love the little girl um, who sat next to me that she was very, like, she must have been, like, four or five. She was very little, and she was very engaged in this movie, and um, she did not laugh at Olaf once. When her dad did laugh at Olaf, she turned to him and, and said, slapped him. that wasn't funny. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, kid. Fuck, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Exactly. Olaf is a dickhead. Yeah. He's been a dick. Mm. He's a fool. He's making a fool out of himself, and you're making a fool out of me by endorsing his foolishness. Yeah. Did you have that song about you have all the answers when you're grown up? And I'm like, hmm. I mean, all the adults are going, mm, and all the kids are going, great, I can't wait to be grown up. It's like you're just setting them up for crushing disappointment. The reality was that the nearest adults to me, there was the lady in front of you mm-hmm. with her kids, and there was the guy one seat down from me with his daughter, mm-hmm. and both of them, song came on, phones came out, <laughs> and they were like, and she was like clockwork. Every time someone started singing, she'd be like, oh, Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I saw her, and, and people are, I always say this, but you're in a dark cinema, so mm. even though she's like a, a row in front and to the side, my peripheral, my vision is a, a big black area with a white rectangle of movie and then a smaller rectangle of Instagram, mm. like directly underneath. Mm. It's like, fuck you, lady. I feel like I've followed you without consent. Mm. Because I'm just looking at your fucking feed. I'm reading all your text messages <laughs> because you've set off this beacon of light in a dark room. I'm trying to listen to Elsa do Eurovision. Mm. And Christoph do um, a hair metal ballad, which is quite funny. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. That was very good. Yeah. I just... Mm, I just think, like, where they go and what they kind of find and what they interact with, it's just all so empty. Yeah, I mean, look, it's... It, it is pretty wishy-washy. Like, I don't feel that I was particularly moved by any of it. I wasn't surprised by any of it. Like, I think the outcome of the film is very easily um, deducted in basically the first scene. So I don't think there was a lot of surprises there. But I just, I don't know. I think visually it appealed to me so much more than the first one. And I just loved looking at all the stuff it had a it was a bit of a slog for the first 20 minutes half an hour or so it when, they were, to get going. when they were reintroducing everybody and deadpool 2 syndrome and uh but after that once they kind of got going i was like okay i'm i'm interested in seeing what the next sort of thing that they're going to encounter yeah. is yeah Look, and to be fair like it's um I, I think it's completely redundant to bitch too much about something that is clearly not for you mm. you know mm. like Making the choice to go and see it, mm. and having seen the trailers and having an opinion on Frozen, the first movie, knew exactly what this was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but I still wanted to do it purely because uh, I really like seeing new Disney up on the big screen, mm. and it just felt like 
And I got a, like, I got a fucking fractured elbow. What else am I going to go play racquetball mm. on a Saturday morning? I thought, let's go watch this. If I'm going to see it, I may as well see it in the best possible way, which is on the big mm. screen. Uh, with those big uh, surround speakers. Mm. People on Instagram, the Rose and Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. You know, I got some tingles occasionally with some of the music. Tingles in my fingers as well. It's because mm-hmm. of the fracture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was, yeah, I like, I, I signed up enough. for it to have that part of it. And that part of it didn't disappoint. Hmm. And um, also, you know, I'm, uh, we're doing a service to the parents out there, really. Uh, by giving them the the, the, the the real straight up skinny, mm. straight dope. Well, I think the best thing for the parents about this movie is there is no, there's nothing equivalent to Do You Want to Build a Snowman and there's nothing equivalent to Let It Go. So there are no songs that are going to ruin your life for the next five years in this film, I don't think. Yeah. Hmm. No, parents should be fine with it. Um, we'll just say, though, it's uh, five hours long. No, mm. It's not five hours on. No. No, and it didn't feel. No. That felt fine. Yeah, it was fine. And the, the little girl next to me at the end of the movie declared it the best movie ever. Well, there you go. There's an alternate uh, take. I haven't actually logged it on Letterboxd yet. Uh, I did three and a half, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah, three and a half is the engaged me. I'm probably going to go more three. Okay. I get that extra half because... Because I liked it more than the first one, and I just I think it looked great. I'm gonna to listen to a couple of those songs though on Spotify and mm. see if uh, they kind of hit. Yeah, I think there's two really good ones. I think that Into the Unknown is really good. That's the main single, um, and that Show Yourself, which is towards the end of the movie. They're the two best songs. I think I think Olaf's song is pretty shit. I don't know that Kristoff's song would be much good without the visuals, because uh, that was the funniest part of it. Anna's song about doing the next right thing. That one was pretty good as well. Okay, yeah. Mm. There's the very first one. That's the closest to like a sort of more musical song, isn't it? Where like different characters sing different pieces. Mm. I think that's kind of what it lacks for me is that it, that's why I keep saying Eurovision because it felt like when one person gets up and does a ballad for mm. the most part. Whereas... You know, it's not like Belle singing Provincial Life where everyone in the town's getting involved and it's that, like, oh, we're in a Disney musical and everybody's mm-hmm. doing a bit. Mm. Or Moana it's going through the town and be everyone's my guest. singing. Yeah, that was like... Or even, like, Moana's great because it's got the ballads, but then it's also got... Upbeat songs. Funny songs, mm. like Shiny, and then it's got um, You're Welcome. Yeah. I love You're Welcome. Mm. It's the Welcome's best thing really that good. Rock's done in, like, his entire life. Oh, Jumanji was on TV last night yeah. and I watched the Jumanji's really fucking good. I had forgotten how much fun Jumanji was. He's really good in that. Well, Jumanji, let's not forget that. He's not that great, Jumanji. He's pretty good. And they There's are... a bit where I'd completely forgotten about where he and Karen Gillan kiss and it is the funniest thing. My issue <laughs> with Karen in Jumanji is that they're constantly telling us that he's really cool without showing him being really cool. Like, they're going, oh, that's Smolder. Oh, my God, look at him. And it's like, yeah, what? What? What is smoldering? Just because just it's not for you doesn't mean it's bad. I got the Smolder. It's Enjoy like the Smolder. Hannibal Lecter stretched a face skin on an oh, egg. Oh, it is not. He's so mean to the poor Rock, that poor, huge, rich man. <laughs> Don't be mean to him. Yeah, sorry, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to tear you down. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing about Jumanji, and at least, look, the sequel looks to be rectifying this, is there's no animals. 
go into the jungle on its guys on bikes. There was animals. Hardly. There's a hip what a hippo. There's hippos and there's rhinos and there's like jaguars and yeah, there's heaps of stuff. And then there's mainly guys on bikes. There's guys on bikes once. They get chased once with guys on bikes. Lots of guys on bikes. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's more BMX bandits mm-hmm. than it is Shimanji. Sure. Okay. I want to see monkeys in the cupboards. It doesn't look like a lot of cupboards, but it does look like more animals in the trailer. And monkeys. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Jumanji. <laughs> um, yeah, I give Jumanji two, uh, three stars. I think we're, we're going to be having to... Because normally on Christmas Day, right, we go and see a movie at yeah. the cinema in the evening. In the evening, yeah. And I think there is two very solid contenders for our Christmas Day movie. Well, there's Jojo Rabbit... Is that a Boxing Day? Yeah. Oh, shit. There's three then. Okay. But Jojo Rabbit is going to have some screenings beforehand, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, yeah, we might I, be able to catch a Jojo Rabbit it doesn't, or something. It doesn't strike me as a Christmas Day film, Jojo Rabbit, either, as much as the other two. No, we normally watch some trash. Yeah. So, the other two Christmas Day screenings, potentially, will either be Jumanji 2 or Cats. Oh. And I don't know... Like, I like the idea of a musical on Christmas, but I feel like Cats might leave me feeling uncomfortable and bad. Yeah. And I feel like I'm really going to enjoy Jumanji. But Cats is the Christmas movie. Jumanji's just like an everyday knock-around movie. Cats is the, oh, we're, it's Christmas Eve, and we are seeing, like, a fucking weird musical. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Cats. I know. And like, like, that does feel like the Christmas Day one. Because it reminds me of, like, when you're, like, I know, being a kid in the, like, late 70s, early 80s, and yeah, it's Christmas, and um, there's all Christmas programming on, and it's, like, some, um, you know, budget ballet version of the Nutcracker mm. with someone in, like, a rat head costume <laughs> dancing around, and I'm live with the music going, and you're just fucking transfixed, and I feel mm. like that's going to be Cats, mm. where you're just like, oh, what am I watching? Mm. Whereas, um, like, Jumanji, I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. You know? Like, that movie, we, we know it. We know every beat in it. Yeah, but then we thought that about the first Jumanji, and that was it was much different than what we were expecting, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. It was, it was better. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, all the same jokes and tone is still in there. I just think it was a little more self-aware than I was mm. anticipating. Um, and there was uh, some genuinely nice sort of, like, physical performance mm. from, like, Jack Black and Karen Gillan. Mm, the dance fighting's very good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, talking about Jumanji again. Yeah. I, I give it... I'm mean, talking about the sequel. Three stars. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, we will see. One for each uh, monkey and uh, minus two for each person on a bike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Flat after three. Mm-hmm. My prediction? Top 10 reasons we're anticipating the Jumanji sequel. Number 10, Monkeys. The Smolder. Top 10 reasons we're anticipating Jumanji and all 10 of them are monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Number 9, <laughs> Monkeys going apeshit. 8, Monkeys being crazy. 7, Did Kevin Hart get kissed by a monkey? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, they actually um, did a, a rock Kevin Hart movie marathon last night. They had Jumanji followed by uh, Central Intelligence. 
Oh, okay. Which was a movie that I did not need to see again. I watched about the first 15 minutes of it and uh, went, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. I have uh, suffered through this once before. It's very funny, though, isn't it, to see, like, uh, a big guy and a little guy mm. together. Yeah. You know, one So one... unique and inventive and yeah. never been done before. Or, like, a fat guy and a skinny guy is another one. Mm. Uh, that's why I think the funniest number I'm going to going to laugh just thinking about it is number 10 oh, it's just it's classic I'm like, I'm like look at you you skinny one little classic, skinny one classic comedy oh his big fat number zero mm. yeah what an odd couple that's why you could never become a computer programmer because binary just oh. has you in bits <laughs> took the floppiness out of my disc. <laughs> um, oh, man. Good episode, I think. This is pretty good. It's an episode. No, three stars. <laughs> three stars. You're being very generous, I think. Top ten reasons why, why this episode gets three stars. Number monkeys. Ten, references to monkeys. Ah, <sighs> uh, Mando. Mando. Oh, no, no, Night Before Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's the other movie. Yeah. Why didn't you set this one up? Okay. Because so, so, if you're so in love with it. Well, yeah, like, it's it's my movie for the year. Uh, so, Netflix original film starring Vanessa Hudgens and some English guy with curly hair, and he is a 14th century knight, I believe. His and, name's Kit Fakington. And he, uh, Kate and Leopold style, gets transported to the future and has to do some sort of quest which he thinks is, you know, doing heroics. But, oh, it's actually to fall in love. What? Um, and then, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Then, and then he fails, right? <coughs> no, well, despite, like, a lack of... Um, chemistry or physical contact apparently he does fall in love with uh vanessa hudgens and she falls in love with him which i was as shocked as anybody when they declared that at the end of the movie um this movie was a bit shit and i <laughs> like i love this sort of shit but it was like just a bit too shit like there was a- it really was an algorithm Oh, I really was. And the frustrating thing, like, like I can get over him talking like a dickhead. Like, oh, my lady, me thinks you doth fucking whatever. Which you don't have to be a knight. Like, that's how Americans think British people yeah, talk anyway. Yeah, yeah, And that, that was a bit annoying, but I could get over that. But it was just, like, the stupid inconsistencies. Like, the dude can drive a car. How does he drive the car? She goes, she hands him the keys, goes, oh, are you sure you, you're good? And he's like, yeah, no worries. because oh, he watched TV for a night, remember? Yeah. So that's how he knew everything. Yeah. Which, which is a, a trope. It's like uh, in Splash. That's what happens with, like, Daryl Hannah's mermaid. She watches TV for a day, and then it's like, okay, now I get the culture. And it's just economic storytelling, bam, bam, bam. Mm. But, like, he fights... So hard to get, like, back, right? So he can be there for his brother's knighting or so whatever. So he can be there for about five seconds. He goes back for five seconds, goes, oh, actually, I met this girl. And his brother's like, oh, okay, well, like, go be with her. And he's like, he goes, okay. Even though there's, like, okay, he's going to be knighted in about, I don't know, 25 minutes or whatever. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to wait and yeah. see you get knighted, even though that's the thing I was trying very hard to get back for. Nah, I'm just going to, like, go back. I understand, dear brother. Venture forth and smash that puss. Yeah, and like the pre- like 
he brings his horse back with him at the end, which I'm very happy because he was very sad about losing his horse. But, like, the practicality... Does she have a stable? Like, do they have somewhere to keep that horse? Or is the horse just going to hang out? Well, for a fast learner as well, like, considering what he learned on TV, mm. he's pretty dumb about, like... People go, oh, the car, yeah, it's a steel horse. Yeah. And he's like, okay, and then he talks to it like it's an animal. Yeah. Like, they have carriages and things where he yeah. comes from. Yeah. You think that would be a, a more... Yeah, it's a motorised carriage. It's not a steel yeah, I'm horse. going to climb inside your horse. Hmm. Yeah. What a dickhead. I'm going to make bread with a bean, and whoever finds the bean is the most magical bread eater. <laughs> yeah. He like, wasn't he wasn't gonna find a bean. <laughs> Let me tell you, they had all the chemistry oh. as if um she'd bought a Tamagotchi in oh, the sales. It was so shit. Which and makes but... sense because I feel like uh in these kind of movies Americans often teach any other culture like a pet. Mm. A novelty. Yeah. Oh, you call it a, a lift and we call it an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I've actually rated it, but I think if I rated last Christmas two and a half, this has to be a two. I think I gave it a one and a half. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad giving it a one and a half, but... You think, like, Hudgens is going to come for you? No, I might give it a one. Oh, and well, half. yeah, like, I, you know, like, that'd be fine. Like, I'm sure her other one, where there's, where there's, like, <laughs> 60 of her in the movie, I'm sure that one will be quite good, so it'll even well, out in the yeah, end. Yeah, that's got three of her in it, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I loved... Um, no, I'm talking about the uh, fetishization of other cultures, but mm. I, I, I did love when she was the uh, pink suit wearing, mm. uh, plummy accented uh, British version of herself. Oh, she was great. I, I thought that was wonderful. Yeah, she looked fantastic. I um, totally would subscribe to that channel. Mm. Yeah, but no, Night Before Christmas, very disappointing. Like, I love trash Christmas movies, but this felt weird and lazy uh, and wasn't even shit in a fun way. And uh, exists because of a pretty obvious pun. Yeah. Hmm. What about the knife before Christmas? And I would put money on the fact that that probably already exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the. I think if there is some sort of lame Christmas pun, there has been a B to C grade movie made. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favourite? Let us know on the. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Never speak to us. Yeah. <laughs> Take it back. I'm not that, I'm not that invested. Uh, <laughs> give it to yourself. Uh, Just think it. Yeah. Just think it to yeah, yourself. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to type it or anything. If, if there's a Christmas pun movie you really like... Just watch it for yourself. Uh, good for you. Just take that little bit of pleasure for yourself. You don't. You don't need to share it. We have our own interest and enjoyment. Go tiger. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, well, is that all you got? That's after all this lead up and yeah. after putting yourself on embargo. Yeah. To watch it. So what's when's um, royal? Oh shit! I don't know. Christmas That'd, it'd have to be soon. Three crowning coming out. Have to be in the next week or so, surely. Okay. Yeah. So there's more on the horizon. And when does the triple Hudgens come oh, out? Oh, I don't know. I thought you'd be all over that one. Well, I will that, be. That's when your. When it's out. That's your. That is your wheelhouse. So we got one good hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. To be fair, we made it this far in the show, and that is the first masturbation joke. So you've done oh, I well. Mean, I meant to. Press play. Sure. On Netflix. Mm. Find that uh, Christmas bean. <laughs>
All right. Well, let's uh, talk about episode four of The Mandalorian. Um, a mild spoilers apply. Uh, I, I think spoilers apply. Yeah. 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 I think most people, if they're going to watch it, they would have watched yeah, it by now watching anyway. It, you're watching it. Um, yeah, episode four. Oh, look, this is a real mixed bag for me because there's things I love in this episode, mm. uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and things that uh, I was quite disappointed by. And that's really just the over-reliance on um, cliché and, and, and tropes. And I know that there's always this sort of idea of um, paying tribute to these old foundational movies mm. uh, and series and things, and I know that um, things like Seven Samurai are, are big influences. Mm. And, like, Lone Wolf and Cub as well. Lone Wolf and Cub, definitely. Uh, but the idea, when they started training the peaceful peasants and giving them sticks and they were practicing with sticks and stuff for the mm. invaders. It was like, oh, really? And I think maybe part of that just stems from the fact that I, I do look forward to this show. I am like, oh, it's Friday, more Mandalorian. I'm really excited. And they're doing that montage and I'm like, no, come on, you take me somewhere new. Take mm. me something I don't know because um, we know every beat of this. Mm. That said, when like the ATST comes out, mm. it looks fantastic. It's a great shot. And I, mm. I imagine this whole thing exists for that sequence mm. um so i really did love that and again you sort of go how spoiled are we because this is tv and it looks amazing but uh yeah a lot of tropes in this one uh john favreau is to blame he wrote it john come on uh but that said i obviously a lot of uh crowd pleasing baby yoda moments mm. baby yoda with soup oh baby yoda with soup is uh like i'm at the point now great where combo i'm getting like a little bit angry at baby yoda because i just love him so much yeah like every time i see him like i don't care about what else is happening on the screen because it's just look at look at baby yoda at though and they did um, pull a little bit of a scare didn't it this idea of uh oh well we might get rid of baby yoda yeah. we're halfway through mm. hope you liked baby yoda we're gonna move on mm. you were like hey look don't uh, can you imagine what would have happened People would just stop fucking <laughs> watching <outrage>. it. Because, <laughs> um. like, look, I'm in. I'm enjoying this show. Like, there is definitely parts of it that I, you know, that do excite me, like the ATST and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say that I love it and am frothing for it every week. Because my favourite thing about it is Baby Yoda, and everything else is fine. So I think if they did get rid of Baby Yoda, I probably would let a couple build up before I uh, watch the but next you one. you don't I think. have that sort of... I don't know. Is this like when technology just sort of sneaks up quickly and before you know it, you know, like there's a time when you're like, well, imagine a video phone and then you go, oh, oh I guess I've got a video phone in my pocket, but mm. I'm never going to use it. J just the fact that you know, this is a really... In, and like a lot of other things, a really impressive looking TV series. I mean, fuck, mm. can you ever imagined as a kid that this would be TV, that you would get a show like this? I mean, that that in itself is, is pretty amazing. It's it's very nicely put together. But uh, yeah, uh, they they double down on seem to double down on the idea of Baby Yoda being a boy. Mm, I think they they called it a him quite a few times, quite a few times, and yeah. then the, and by different people. Yeah. And we'd also established that they were there for a couple of weeks, and um, mm. I'm sure someone had to get into that little sack at some point. So. Like, does he have nappies, or does he, like, sort himself out? He force pushes it. Mm. Is it like um, 
about was it JK Rowling that did that explanation of how the wizards at Hogwarts don't use the toilet they just like shit in their pants and then wizard it away yeah I think so yeah so I imagine that's probably what Yoda does yeah 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 I, I want to say as well that it's a, it's a really beautifully sculpted face that puppet like they've mm. gotten that baseline expression this sort of like bewilderment concern a mm. little bit sad a little bit whimsical just perfectly mm. done whoever sculpted that give them something and i just love every time anyone picks that thing up it just is like a doll well, like, just, yeah it, it doesn't even seem like an actual creature it's just like a doll that gets picked up and i like that i think that's fun i couldn't help thinking like how magical for those child actors to be carrying this thing around and be okay you're in charge of baby yoda you carry mm. baby yoda in this scene i thought uh, what a memory mm. yeah very very uh, special special moment for them mm. and i like like i know they kind of wanted to humanize the mandalorian and stuff but having him like think about whether he's going to stay with the woman and all this stuff and i'm thinking like lady you don't even know what he looks like. Sure, yeah. he saved your village and stuff, but he could be, like, super ugly. And I can't imagine that, like, someone who is in that suit all the time smells good. So, I feel like she's she's, she's pitching for this dude to stay when I feel there's not that many reasons to do so. You know? Well, she knows that he's uh, subscribes to a set of values, though. Mm-hmm. And that can be very important in their culture. He's a very basic baseline human being no i mean like you know he's got honor and he he uh does what he says he's gonna do uh unless he took off the helmet and then she just show that he'll, he'll break his vow on a yeah on a whim exactly so yeah i guess but um you know they they weren't a community of uh weren't a lot of like young hotties in there she might have been looking for different things you don't know i mean i get that he has values and stuff but what if he's boring like, are you committing to spending, like, the rest of your life in, like, an outwater village with shrimp lakes with some random dude? Well, she didn't propose to him or anything, you know? Like, she would have said, hey, stay. And then if he was ugly, she'd go, oh, okay. Go well, away. Well, no, we should just go, go about a business and he's just another person there. And then he's taken his mask off and yeah. he's made this big commitment yeah. and he can never put it on again. Hey, women, am I right? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you can use the helmet to, like, catch shrimp, though, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, there's always an upside. Mm. The other main thing to talk about here is Cara June. I mm. uh, finally got to see her, mm. um, which was uh, exciting, and, and more exciting for me than I thought it would be. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually really like uh, this look. And uh, I've never, you know, uh, sort of had any kind of... Uh, interest or attraction to the sort of more muscular type mm-hmm. but um she's a beefy lady mm. it's amazing what happens when more diverse body types are put more regularly into uh, our entertainment we realize that perhaps we like different things than she what we've been shoveled up a wonderfully for our entire lives beefy lady and look i've seen her in deadpool and stuff and but it's just the combination of just the look the hair the the, the proportions everything mm. i was like wow bring on the beef mm. Beefy, beefy, beef, beef, beef. Mm. A lot of beef there. Where's the beef? It's on the screen in Mandalorian episode four. Uh, right there, all over it. 
lot of beef. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, do you reckon this is one of those culturally significant moments where, one, it'll inspire women to go, hmm, I'd like to uh, stack on a bit of beef. Mm-hmm. And two, it'll inspire nerdy soft boys mm-hmm. to go, hmm, I want a big beefy woman. Mm. Uh, Do you think really, though? To protect me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like nerdy soft boys would... Um, feel far too threatened and i feel uh society's general uh, treatment of women would suggest that women probably won't feel like stacking on an extra 15 kilos to look beefy like cara june yeah mm. Mm. yeah sadly the world we live in but uh she looked really cool though I, I did really enjoy her a lot and i liked when she um punched mando a whole bunch of times oh she hit him pretty fucking hard so hard yeah it was great yeah it was cool i love it when he's getting beaten up yeah he gets uh, beaten up a lot yeah which is cool yeah yeah yeah. Like, if he was just, like, cool guy going around doing everything without even thinking about it and the whole mm. narrative was like, look how cool he is, everyone, mm. I'd be like, eh. But uh, the fact that he, you know, does his best and gets fucked around a lot, it's good. Mm. Um, though, not... There's, there's another, like, minor story criticism I had is, like, how does he forget that everyone in the fucking galaxy has those fob things and they're all going to be looking for Yoda, baby Yoda. And if he leaves him behind, then that of course is going to endanger everybody. Like, how does he just forget that? I don't think he does because, and I I can't remember it verbatim, but when he chooses the planet, he lists off a set of criteria to baby Yoda that makes it in his mind, like a good bet. Yeah. For like a temporary to lie low. But yeah. still, all these people still have these trackers, and it would like they'd find him eventually. It's not like he's the one that they're looking for. It's bits Yoda. Yeah, but I know you've got to put it somewhere. Well, like with you, like you got to take him somewhere, and you got to stay with him. But there was this idea of it because um, the people with the sticks aren't going to protect Baby Yoda against bounty hunters. But there were two layers of recommendation for this place. One, what he said on the ship, and two, when the farmers are like, you know, because he's ready to bail. Remember. Hmm. And then those farmers are like, oh, but we're out in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, hmm, middle of nowhere. This I like. Hmm. But, but the trackers still beep beep. Like, the, the trackers will still find them in the middle of nowhere. Fucking Garandon guy. Then he's like, oh, shit. No, I can't. I still can't. I can't. Hmm. And that's not the first time he's had this feeling. You know, the, he took the money that other time and then went, oh, fuck, what am I doing? All right, I'll go back. And, and I think it was the same again. He was like, no, look, we're, we're in the middle of nowhere on a planet that I thought was good. He's getting along. It's not my fucking kid. He's happy. No one's come in for a couple of weeks. I'm going to leave him. Oh, fuck. No, here they come. All right, come on, kid. Get in the thing. But he can't make friends with anyone else. Mm. Like, is it cool? Cool? The um, Nick Nolte little short mm. I've spoken to. He's like, hey, man, I could use a guy like you on my crew. You want to join me on the ship? And he's like, nah, yeah. mate, I'm good. And then mm. Cara June, he's like, hey, uh, i got a lot of food in here, but no beef. Uh, mm. I want to come beef it up on my ship. It's a real uh, beef magnet. It's a, a real beef wagon. And she's like, nah, good, mate. 
Maybe he does just fucking stink. Like, maybe that armor just traps in all those Mandalorian juices. But and he, he took off his helmet yesterday. Really fucking... Yeah, and all the fucking odor came out his neck hole. Nah, like, like you've seen there... If they're... We saw the Mandalorian shitter in episode one, mm-hmm. which is a vac tube. Mm-hmm. Like, they go, I don't think they can deal with that shit. Mm. That's why Han Solo can share a toilet with Chewbacca because it's just like all that hair everything just vacking it out yeah but if he's walking around it's like in alien smelling like he has like visible wavy odor lines coming off him I mean like his multiple people have said no we don't want to come with you so what do you look this is now some prediction time Mm -hmm. I I think the the main shot we saw of uh, Carl June when the character was first introduced to us mm. was not in this episode. So mm-hmm. we've got four episodes left. Presumably she's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen artwork, only artwork, but like trading card promotional artwork, which has her and him and IG-11 together. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they're all going to hook up at some point. Mm. I don't know how. I'm. This is my theory, though, is that one of the next people that are tracking him is a repaired IG-11, but because IG-11 got shot in the head and because he's voiced by Taika Waititi, it's going to be mm-hmm. a wackier, even less stable version of IG-11. Mm-hmm. And I reckon that'll be the episode that Taika Waititi directs because I can't imagine he'll do an episode that doesn't have some sort of humour and improvisation mm. as part of it. Or himself inserted into and it. And himself inserted <laughs> into it. And Korg in there as well. <laughs> And uh, the Mandalorian will be playing Fortnite. Please don't even put that out into the universe. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds perfectly reasonable. I, I can't imagine that... Um, I was actually shocked when IG-11 was dispatched fairly early. I thought that he would have been more of a recurring character, so him coming back would definitely make more sense. And I like Harajin, so if she comes back, that would be cool too. Yeah, and if, you know, the three of them go out adventuring, I think that would be pretty cool. And uh, and with Baby Yoda, that's four. Sorry, mm. Baby Yoda. I mean to well, he's only like three and a half. Forget you, little 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 chap. Mm. With his little soup cup. With his soup. What? Yeah, sell some soup with him on the packet on the tin, mm. holding a soup bowl. Like a little Baby Yoda pot noodle. Oh, fuck! Make some money off this for sure. I, I heard that within the next week or so, we're going to see the. It'll be pre-orders, but for the first. Baby Yoda merch. Yeah, there's been some up on the Disney website. Oh, I the believe, cafe press. Pretty, yeah, the cafe stuff. press yeah. shit. Yeah, but like, I mean, like, really bad. they said like plush and other things. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, and I, I get why it's late. Like, I um, they didn't want anyone to spoil it. They didn't it. want spoilers are always out. Late. Yeah, yeah, and also on Facebook, I got an ad for a Baby Yoda resin doll bootleg thing, mm. but it had no photo of this doll. It was mm-hmm. just the production art that. John Favreau had tweeted. Mm. So I'm sure this thing doesn't exist. And um, the comments were all, oh, I'm going to get this. Let's get this. Oh, this is so cool. And I was like, you dum-dums. No, they're probably not actual people. They're probably just like people that work for whatever. There's a lot of them, though. Chinese company. A lot of people. Like when my um, auntie on Facebook shares things like, uh, oh, look at these Lego bargains. It's the Millennium Falcon Collector's Edition, and it's 25 bucks. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, just uh, throw that money in the river. Mm. Yeah. I do love when people are like, oh, wow, is this too good to be true? Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, Welcome to 
the modern world. All right. Well, I think that's a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, side note, this is episode uh, 299. So next episode will be our big 300th, which will probably be pretty much the same as any other episode at this rate. Probably. I mean, we could just leave it until Christmas. Oh, end a year. <laughs> I know. We had so many breaks, though, didn't we? It's like, <laughs> fuck me. Um, you know, not doing our job. What's coming up? What's next at the movies? Oh, probably Star Wars. No, come on. There's going to be small stuff in December. Then. Oh, yeah, but are we going to, like, do another show next week? Are we? No. Uh, no. Oh, no, we're not, because we've been doing a fortnightly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, so yeah. probably will be Star Wars. All right, great. Yeah. Okay, that's, well, like, three weeks away, but a bit less, actually. Two and a half. Yeah, but what, what else is out this I month? Don't know. Yeah, I, I don't feel know. like maybe this is something we can talk about privately. Probably, but aren't we all about, you know, sharing and pleasuring well, and whatever? So- sausages. Mm. Monkeys. Uh, yeah. Okay, so thanks for listening. You can go to fruitlesspursuits.com to find out when the fuck we're doing another episode. <laughs> uh, we don't know. We're just going to roll the dice and whatever number comes up is how many weeks we're taking off. That's about it. And I uh, have this D90 here. Yeah, but do keep an eye on Fruitless Pursuits. Keep an eye on our Facebook uh, discussion page as well you'll find a link uh, there and you'll find out everything else we're doing there's one more um dungeons and drongos adventure coming up after the secret of the ooze part two which will drop tomorrow um we'll be doing our christmas special and then we'll be having a little break for the real christmas and uh but yeah go to those places go to our social media uh, thanks everyone who supported uh, the, sh- the shows on patreon and um love your bums good stuff Good on you, mate. Uh, keep your titties dry. Tits dry. Uh, Tinkly tonk. <laughs>